Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Rick Allen, CIO at Southern Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Allen talks about what his team is doing to make data more push than pull, why CIOs sometimes have to keep a project in their pocket, and the long talk he had before making the decision to come to Southern Regional. Hi, Rick. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with HealthSystemCIO.com. No problem. Thanks for having me. Sure. So to give uh, our readers and listeners a little background, can you just talk uh, about Southern Regional Medical Center, um, you know, what you have in terms of hospital beds, ambulatory, uh, things like that? Sure. We're a, we'll call ourselves a safety net hospital on the south side of Atlanta. We're just south of the Atlanta airport. We're a 331 licensed bed hospital with an off-site ambulatory surgery center and an off-site imaging center. And then we've got about eight physician practices that are affiliated or actually owned. Okay. And then as far as um, Emory Healthcare, what's the relationship there? It's a, it's a management agreement. So they, okay. they've put a CEO, a CFO here to help, you know, help run the hospital for us. We've had some, and I'll get into it a little, well, I guess it's now as good a time as any to get into it. I, I spent 12 years at another hospital system here in the Atlanta metro area. And the amount of time that I was there for those 12 years, they had five CIOs here. Oh, wow. They had like six CFOs. They had four or five CEOs. So they've had a huge churn in the executive staff. Yeah. So um, the partnership with Emory gives them some stability. It gives them some continuity. If, you know, if something happens and one of them leaves for some reason, gets another posting, does something else, it it keeps – there's at least knowledge transfer for the next person coming in to be able to keep moving. So they also help us with strategy. They help us with marketing. They help us with government relations. Um, from an IT standpoint, I, interf- I do interface some with the CIO there uh, just to kind of make sure that we're kind of aligned. We're working together on population health. We're feeding into the, their, their um, HIE. I mean, you know, so there, there is some interplay, but it's not, we're not a wholly owned subsidiary. Right. And you operate pretty independently, it sounds like. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Who's the CIO there? At Emory, uh, D. Cantrell. Okay. So it's more just kind of like meetings with D to just kind of say, you know, here's where we are on this and, and uh, kind of keep uh, keep each other updated? Yeah, and it, it's it's very much me trying to, you know, they're a much bigger ship and they've got much, they have much more process in place than we have. So it's me learning from them of here's what we're doing so I can kind of help plot a path for here. Okay. All right. And now, now you've, been, um, you've been at Southern Regional for how long? Just a, a year since, or so? Since, since September. Okay. Oh, wow. So not even. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. And now, uh, so for, for uh, EHR, is, are you using Meditech in the hospital? Medi- yeah, Meditech 6-0-something, one of the numbers after. <laughs> okay. When you um, assumed the role last fall, um, what was going on in terms of the EHR? Was that was it like an, in an in implementation phase, or what was the story at that point? So that they went live in September 2013. Okay. Um, and it was Big Bang, and it was the first that went live with some Big Bang process with Meditech. Right. So they cut they cut everything all at once. As, as I was going through the interview process and then having conversations with, the, with directors and executives once I got here, 
the the big thing was they just didn't have access to information. Reporting was, I'll call it non-existent. They couldn't get information back out of the system to be able to make decisions. So my my first big push, and the thing I'm still continuing to push on, is providing some type of analytics, you know, getting data out back in front of people. Right. And to me, that's not running information, running reports out of Meditech or putting it on their menus to be able to run their own reports. This is truly about building dashboards. You know, it's the whole BI thing, right? It's building yeah. dashboards. It's publishing metrics. It's getting things back out in front of people for them to work from mm-hmm. and, not, and making it push, not pull. I don't want people to have to go query information that they need to be able to make a, a, a decision. Right. So what is that process like just as far as um, putting uh, the information people need in front of them? Because obviously you have a whole lot to, uh, to filter from. So, you know, an easy, an easy place to start is ED, you know, and, and everybody has their, own, has their own slice they want to see of it. And, it, and we start with everything from, you know, door to discharge or door to admit time, you know, taking the big, the big picture and then start slicing that up and from door to dock and then from doctor to decision to admit or decision to discharge. Then if there was – we, we do um, imaging turnaround times, and we're pulling all those metrics out of Meditech. And then publishing them, working with Microsoft, we're publishing them using the Power BI tools from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So we're putting them up in a nice, pretty format and sticking them out, and they're updated regularly. So every day they know what's gone on. They know what's gone on for the past 24 hours. They know what the past week looks like, the past month looks like, and the right. past year. Okay. And now you said starting with ED, is that something that's um, been expanded to other areas? Actually, working on it now. We're doing a lot. Well, actually, we're doing a lot more work now with revenue cycle, and looking at outstanding balances, looking at uh, admit, you know, at how they're coming into the hospital, what services they're getting. You know, we're starting to do some work on with denials on working through where denials are and how they're coming in. I mean, we're doing a lot more work upstairs for them to be able to pull from upstairs, like you know where I am, um, with our business office than we are with on the clinical side right now. Right. Okay. Well, I would imagine if, uh, especially when you're, you know, safety net, that uh, it, it's a big focus trying to cut out some of the uh, the waste or, or uh, just stop the leakage, maybe. Yeah. If, I mean, if you, if you look at, you know, you start talking payer mix. If you look at our payer mix, we're at about between 75 and 80 percent government payer and self-pay. Okay. So, I mean, we truly are as safety net as you're going to get and still keep the doors open. Yeah. So we, we do have to get really, we, we have to run really tight. Right, so that's a big uh, that's a big focus, and then I, I would assume that just uh, in general, um, you know, looking to uh, optimize the system, get more use out of uh, the HR system is something that that's um, a priority. That and and that's been piece two that we've we've jumped into. We found that there were there were modules that while they were put in, there were pieces that weren't necessarily in use. There mm-hmm. wasn't documentation. While it may have been presented to someone and the decision was made not to use it at the time of go live, looking back now that it should be in use. So we're pulling documentation on like a collections desktop or a denials desktop, the you know functionality within Meditech, to be able to get those modules built get, and get it back out in front of the business areas so that they can make better decisions and they can, they can manage, manage their processes a little bit better. From the clinical side, um, you know, there's been a lot. Of, we're working a lot on streamlining. We've rolled out. We expanded because they did have it in some places, but we've expanded the bedside meds verification. 
Um, we pushed admissions bedside in ER. I mean, you know, we've made and just in the, since being here since September, because I came in with a, a new director of applications at the same time, mm-hmm. reporting to me. So the two of us have really pushed quite a bit as a team to be able to accomplish quite a bit in the system in just the you know eight or nine months I've been here. Right. Now, when when you are looking at um, uh, doing things like it, you know, optimization and in making changes to uh, either e- whether it's improving workflow or just getting you know b- uh, better data in front of people, I imagine that that can be tough to when you have when you have to kind of decide like you know uh, how much changes do we really need to make or you know how much tweaking can we do? Is that something that that you run into? Yeah, you. you, you very much have to struggle from especially from an IT from the IT side behind everyone with how much change the organization can absorb at once right you know with a new CEO coming in a new CEO coming because they started a new CEO started the month after I did okay so a new CEO coming in comes in with new thoughts and new growth strategies and new alignments so you've got the changes that are coming coming from there as we're trying to push things through, so I've got really got to prioritize, and we've we have things on we got we have things queued up that we haven't rolled out yet, just mm-hmm. because it's too much for the organization to absorb at once. Yeah, I guess that that's one of the things when when you're when you're uh, the new CIO, you have to try to measure how much change you know is palatable at a time, and and maybe stagger things a little bit. Right, so uh, we push the IT department to have it built. So we have it built. We have it in our pocket. It's there and ready. It's in test, or it could be actually in for anyone to use. But we have everything there. And then, uh, uh, you know, when when they see a window that we can squeeze it into, is when we'll start working to to roll it out and do the education, do everything else that has to take place. Okay. So for you coming in, uh, you know, knowing there had been uh, a lot of turnover. Um, I imagine that's something you have to approach pretty carefully, just, just you know, because this is that's a unique situation. Talking about, you know, a decade or so and, and that much change. I had a about an hour and a half conversation with the prior CIO, who was actually from out of town, and we had a, a long talk about why it was here, what his struggles were, you know, why he why he left. You know, just really went through all of it end to end. Had conversations about, you know, everything from staff to to strategies that he was put, the, the plans that he had in place for how he wanted to move forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, did, did a lot of work with him. I also talked with other people that had worked here in the past, and because about four CIOs back, I actually knew pretty well. So I've reached out to him also. So it's just, you know, it was one of those I, I actually did my homework before making the decision to come here. Yeah. Did that kind of uh, I don't want to say change your mind, but that was probably tough to hear to you know know going in. Okay, this this is uh, all the challenges that the prior person experienced. Um, well, it, you know it it helps it helps when you're walking in with your eyes open. Yeah. You know it would have been much worse to get here and find out all the thing uh, find out the issues that were in place, or find out find out the things that he wasn't able to accomplish. And right. why he wasn't able to accomplish them. Yeah. To get here and be slapped with that when you walk in expecting to be able to make change, but once you're once you've level set it walking in, and you can fully understand what you're walking into and what it's going to take to make change. Mm-hmm. It it you know it, it actually made it a little easier decision for me. Yeah. You know the other the other side of it is you learn from the, you, you, I was able to learn from learn from what he did. 
and, and just from the conversations that we had, learn from what he did to be able to make different steps. And there are things that I've been able to do that he was, able, was never, never able to be able to get in the middle of. Right. As part of the go-live, the dictionary builds, and a lot of the maintenance was rolled out to the end-user departments. Um, imaging support was in imaging. You know, there, there were just there were things that were really fragmented, and it was a situation that he was put in as he was as he was coming up through the go live. That I was able to, you know, I've actually been able to pull a lot of that maintenance back into IT where I feel it belongs, right. and be able to pull the fragmented shadow IT departments back into IT. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.